into. In case things begin to get spicy. Alright, I do have a list. This is this is my list. What do you think of my list? That car sucks. <laughs> the one at the top? Yeah, I looked at that when you told me about it. Have you seen that car before? No. Alright, look at this thing. Okay, I can hear it. <laughs> oh, baby. Let me unplug this. So that way it doesn't speed up. Take off. Like the NASA rocket did yesterday. I didn't watch that. My dad told me to, but I forgot. <laughs> so this guy right here, I don't know what... I, I honestly I have no idea what he does for a living, to be honest, other than shoot YouTube videos and drive like super expensive cars. Mm -hmm. But um, he has like a friend that got the Sion or however you say it. That car sucks. I'm not going to lie. They put a hybrid engine in it and it only produces like 43 horsepower or something like that. I don't actually know what it's used for. You, Is it just you know? because it's a concept so they didn't like... No, it's a real car. They're making 63 of them. For some, it's not. A, it's a weird number. And that's I don't, all that's in it. Is that forty? No, 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 no. no. It's got no. It's uh, it's got a V twelve. Hmm. Uh, I think probably out of the Aventador that they have now, but they put a hybrid motor in it called. Um, I don't know what it's called, actually. It had it had a scientific e name, hmm. uh, but it only made like forty three horsepower. Oh, I can't believe I don't remember what it's called. It was out of a movie, The Super Capacitor. Uh. They call it the Super Capacitor Power. Uh, the electric portion of the drivetrain, but it's only 43 horsepower. And actually, I was reading at the comments below. Um, I don't actually know if it was on this article. Oh no, it was on the dude's. Uh, it was on the guy's uh, YouTube channel. Hmm. He was like, he was like, yeah, that's like Gen One Toyota Prius technology right there. He's like, that sucks. Uh, and I'm just looking at it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it does kind of suck. I mean, yeah. From the expectations of Lamborghini, that does suck. But I will tell you, Prius Prius drivers go crazy. They because they're like, oh, look at this! I can now drive a Lamborghini and save the environment <laughs> at the same time. Even though I'm still using a gas guzzling V12, it has an electric powertrain that will probably last me like five miles. The purpose of your car is defeated when you are. I don't know. It's so racing. stupid though. And he also he said he helped them spec the car. I'm not gonna lie, it's a pretty ugly spec. Um, let's see if it goes. Yeah, it goes to that portion of the video. I mean, it looks nice. Oh, the car itself looks nice, but the colors. Um, I'm not a fan of the. It's almost like a grayish blue color, mm. with like red accents. Mm. I don't know. I'm not. A, I'm not a so fan. like, obviously, it doesn't only just have that. What was it? Forty or sixty-three? What forty? The forty-three horsepower? Yeah. No, it does. But that's not it. No, 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 no. It's, it's got it's like eight hundred. It's like an eight hundred some horsepower. V12. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's like well, I, it might say somewhere in here. Oh no, I take it back. Seven hundred seventy-five horsepower. Oh, I was giving them the benefit of the doubt. It's actually thirty-four horsepower. <laughs> it's even less. <laughs> but the the thing is, it's supposed to be like a super efficient, uh, like it's like a one-to-one -one ratio, like one kilowatt per horsepower or something like hmm. that. So I mean, like down the line. Like in twenty years, probably it'll be good. Hmm. But right now, it's kind of. Guess like this is like what um, like McLaren P1 was like when it first came out. I can't speak for the uh, the LaFerrari and the 918, the Holy Trinity cars. Yeah. But the P1s like 
hybrid power train. It was even, it was better than this, to be honest, when it came out. I think that one gave it like, I want to say like 200 horsepower or something like that. I, I'm probably wrong on that number, but. Oh, well, wait, that wait, sounds wait. Like no, it's no, no, no. The wait, purpose of no. it is. Actually, no, I was right. I didn't finish reading the article. It's 805 horsepower. Okay. 775 from the V12, which is normal. That's about what the Aventador was. A little bit better. And then 34 horsepower from the hybrid powertrain. Regardless, we've given out so much false information at the start of this <coughs> podcast, so that's great. <coughs> but uh, 805 horsepower from this car, not but it, so, not look, so it hot. It says the purpose is to smooth out shifts while the V12 is cranking out its horses. Yeah. But like, how, how does... How does I mean, how does so that... So basically, basically, the downfall of, I guess, like a V12, naturally aspirated, you know, it's pretty responsive, hmm. but it's not as responsive as like a Tesla. So now you get like the instant torque of like a Tesla to a degree, and then you get 775 horsepower up top whenever you're like just getting on it. So I guess that's... They're hoping that that electric motor can make up for the downfall on the low end and top end power but i don't probably just I understand probably just the low end but i understand that top end the top end is all it's supposed to be all v12 but it says used to smooth out shifts so you would think that shifting you would be on top end power how is it supposed to like smooth it out if it's only 35 horsepower trying to keep up with a v12 if you if it does help at the top end how is that how does that work I don't know. It's probably they probably have some sort of like electronic transmission now, hmm. sort of like how most cars are going. I guess thirty-five horsepower electric power is different than I'm not thirty-five sure. horsepower. Yeah, I'm combustion. not really sure how like the newer transmissions work, but I know like whenever you get like a BMW or like an Audi or something, you can have the tra transmissions tuned, hmm. so they're a little bit more responsive. So it probably has something to do with that, if I had to guess. I don't know too much about this car, though, because like yeah. I said, there's only going to be 63 of them. They're kind of scarce on the uh, details yeah. of this car. I mean, they're not too scarce, but like, unfortunately, the one that I just showed you in that video is probably the only one we're ever going to see in like a video ever. Yeah. And there might be a picture that surfaces like occasionally during one of those like big shows in like California. Yeah. The, rest the, is mon like the Monterey Car Week and stuff. Them in their garages. Yeah. So that kind of sucks, but... Mm. It's a cool car, though. And I heard that the one that comes after this is supposed to have some sort of, like, uh, tech with the body panels that's supposed to charge it from, like, solar energy, hmm. which is weird. I thought that's what this car was supposed to be when they announced it, because they announced... I heard that piece of information, and I saw this car at the same time, so I just kind of associated them together. Yeah. But that's not how they work. That's not apparently how it's working. But that's what I heard. I don't know how it's going to work. And also, it's supposed to use some sort of, like, kinetic energy. So, if, like, a rocket's in, I guess, it'll yeah. charge it or something. I don't know. Yeah. But it, it, was pretty, it was pretty interesting. I don't know why we're still looking at this Lego set. Yeah, but, that wasn't very descriptive. But that's, like, that's the car. It's okay. I personally, if I had however much this car costs, because it's probably an undisclosed amount. I would take one. I wouldn't buy one. You would take one? Oh, yeah, of course. I would definitely take one of these. Uh, if I wanted you know, the Powerball. You know, no, if uh, if Lamborghini decided to gift me a Sion, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I definitely would take it, but... <laughs> We're not that tight yet. Yeah, I'm not that tight with Lamborghini, so... 95% per complete car. Well, 
When the 5% comes out, give me a call. I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> All right. I had a cool question. Mm. What's your favorite car experience? Like overall, how old are you? 20? 20, yeah. So in the 20 years you've been alive, what has your favorite car experience been? I haven't even given this question any thought. I just wrote it down because I was like, oh, this would be interesting. Well, I haven't given it any thought either. So I know. Even. This is your first time hearing the question. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, uh, probably... Now, this wasn't like any like dreamy car or like anything crazy. You're like my top list of cars to oh, see. Then I don't want to hear it. No, well, you're going to. <laughs> <laughs> but just how it played out was kind of interesting. I was at the shooting range, sighting in a rifle, and like this huge guy. Like if you if Vikings were a thing today, this guy would be a Viking. Huge like redhead. Um, his arm like his biceps were the size of my face. And Jesus. He was like just, he was just shooting some huge rifle, and he was like, and like his body would just stay stationary. And anyways, when he left, I was like, <laughs> hey, fuck. Yeah, that was so much information, not about my favorite car experience. When he left, I was like, uh, how much for a ride? And he was like, it, nothing. And I was like, okay, well, let me hop in this car with this complete stranger. It was a Dodge Hellcat. I haven't said that yet. That's important. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and. So we uh, get in the car, and it's a manual. No, it was an automatic. And we leave the shooting range, and we go down the mountain first. And this is uh, Potts Mountain, I believe. Shooting range. Oh, is it like out there by like... Uh, Paint Bank. Yeah. Near okay. the Swinging Bridge restaurant. Gotcha. On the southern side of the mountain. All right. And so we just go screaming down this hill. And you know they always say it's like a fat boy's car? Yeah. It is a fat boy's car. This man was like <laughs> driving it, driving it like this, taking up three quarters of the cabin. And I've never been more scared in my life and so thrilled in my life at the same time. Because even when he would just tap the brakes, you could feel the whole car like, like they were so warped. And we get to the end of the mountain and there's like a intersection that like makes a Y where the traffic from the valley comes and meets the traffic coming down the mountain. Uh-huh. And there was nobody there. And so he just kind of like turns into the intersection and just like pumps the gas. And he's like, and then we like drift around the corner and just three or 180 and no, 360 (laughs) and go back (laughs) up the mountain. And we were not in any lane. Like the road was our lane. And I was just thinking, what if a car comes around this corner? But at the same time, I was just having the time of my life on the way up because there was no need for brakes on the way up. On the way down. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, he was not using his brakes on the way up. Probably because he knows they were warped. Yeah, but I've never <laughs> been like just thrown into such an experience before from just like a little plinking day at the range to like sending it down this mountain with this 300 pound complete stranger in a car that I've well, never like ridden in before. So it was kind of If you, you would have crashed, you probably would have been okay. It's a pretty beefy car, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's kind of like driving a truck. It's not a fiberglass coffin like a <coughs> Corvette. Oh, oh. Speaking of Corvette, I heard that it didn't do seven minutes around the Nürburgring. Mm, I did see that. Some of our viewers are going to be a little irritated about that one. I'm just not going to. It was a Anyways, it was what a, was your favorite car experience? <laughs> uh, all right, hold on. I'm going to give it some thought because like, I was listening to you talk and I wasn't actually doing what I was supposed to and think think about what my favorite car experience mm. was. Well, let me let me think. Um, I guess it wasn't really a 
Well, this is the most recent favorite car experience that I have. And it wasn't even a car. It was actually a tractor. Oh. My, uh, all right, how is he related to me? It's my dad's dad's, my grandpa's sister's husband's tractor. That sounds like... Really, I'm not going to try and figure that out, but it yes, sounds, it sounds like re- Yeah, it sounds like really... Uh, it sounds like a fake story because, you know, that's how yeah, yeah. all these things go. And no, he but he, a fish that was this big. <laughs> he he uh, swapped it. He took the motor that was in his original, like, I think it was like a Ford tractor. Yeah. He took the original motor out and replaced it with like a car motor. And he put uh, like a Chevy small block in it. And like it had like chrome side pipes, <laughs> and it was like a hot, it was like a hot rod. Yeah. And he started it up, and he's like, "Yeah, this motherfucker with the wheelies." <laughs> he didn't say that, but he Are was we like, "Talking like tractor, tractor, or dude, like it's like riding lawnmower." Tractor? No, it was like tractor, tractor, like oh. one that you would plow a field with. Nice. It was like an old tractor like that, but uh, it was like a hot rod, huh? Style. He didn't have. I mean, obviously, he didn't have any sort of hood on it because it was too big That's <laughs> for the original cool. one. Yeah. But most recently, that was probably my favorite. Car experience. Unfortunately, we didn't have enough time to go and ride on it, yeah. but I got to see it and hear it, and it was pretty cool. It was like standing right next to a sports car, or I guess a classic muscle car. But what was it? What? What was the classic muscle car? Oh, that's what it sounded like. Oh, 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 oh I mean, gotcha. I don't know what motor it was. It was it was some sort of small block, from what I, my understanding yeah. of it was. But it was pretty. <laughs> badass. I kind of want to go back. He was in, uh, I think it was in Raleigh, so I want to go back to Raleigh. Yeah, that's where I was born. It. Really. Shout out Raleigh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Shout out to all the listeners from Raleigh. Uh, no, yeah. I was born there, but not long enough to, for it to matter. So I just tell people I'm from here. So I get those towny points. That makes sense. Yeah. It's a pain in the <laughs> to tell people where you're from when you're like me that have like lived everywhere. Yeah. Everyone's like, you're from New York. No. No, I'm not from New York. I'm actually from North Freaking Carolina. Yankee. <laughs> yeah. That, see, that's what I hate because like I moved up there and then all my family members started calling me Yankee. Then I moved here and yeah. everyone's calling me Yankee. I'm like, I only lived in New York for like four years. And you weren't even in the city. You were in like the yeah, mountainous like Buffalo up, area. Yeah, I was up in like upstate New York. I had like two acres of land to play on. Like I wasn't in the city. Yeah, there's a lot of New York that nobody knows about. That's a good thing though. Upstate New York's probably the better part of New York. Yeah. Especially up in like Buffalo, New York. They have mm. really good wings up there. I have a funny story about New York. I've only been like three times, once for like an actual trip to go there. And then two other times I was going up there to hunt with my dad in New Hampshire. Not in New York, but on our way to New Hampshire. And the way my dad likes to plan things is he wants to go, we pack to go, and we leave like the next day, regardless of what time it is. Fantastic. Um, Yeah, really (laughs) cool when you don't have a job in school, because at that point I didn't. But not cool when you do have two jobs in school and you can't go on a whim. <laughs> but uh, so we went and we left at like four or five here. And at this point, that's like winter. So the sun was only setting 30 minutes later. And we arrived in New York City probably at like midnight or so. And I like wake up from my nap to like the bright lights of Times Square. And I was like, what are we doing? I think we're <laughs> supposed to be going to the middle of nowhere to New Hampshire to hunt. And uh, Dad was like, oh, wake up, son. Welcome to New York. And I was like, hey. <laughs> And like 2 a.m. is, there's only very interesting people on the streets at 2 a.m. Did you see the naked cowboy uh, standing in no. Times Square? No. <laughs> no, this, that thing was not a thing when I was there. This okay. was like four years ago or something. Oh, okay, I gotcha. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we find a place for my dad to like take the dogs and like go pee and stuff in new york city yeah 
Okay. Some little park. It was not oh, okay. time. It was not time. I've never been to the New York City. Or, so, yeah. Well, it was like in take them to Central Park. You just park in the middle of the <laughs> yeah, park. No, it wasn't Central Park. We def- the dogs definitely peed on somebody's like million dollar skyscraper. Um, but billion. <laughs> so did my dad. Yeah, billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, and dad like opened the suicide doors of the F one fifteen. He was like, "Just watch my six. I'm gonna pee Wait, right you took, here." You took that F one fifty through New York City. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, we stuck out like a bunch of sore thumbs but uh, <laughs> point of the story is while when we had finished using the facilities into the sewers of New York City um, we were just kind of perusing down the street and this Audi R8 and a McLaren some sort I don't really know the McLaren models um, I'm gonna rest your for that yes <laughs> <laughs> anyways <laughs> they pull up to a stoplight and Dad was like, oh, look at those Lamborghinis. And I was like, no. (laughs) Well, (laughs) technically, the R8, I mean. Uh, (laughs) In part, partnership. Um, But the light is red. They pull up to it, and I was like, oh, this is going to be so good. And I pull out my phone, and then from the, like, I think it just dropped out of the sky. Some, like, prisoner transport New York City van with, like, the big, big old-fashioned bubble lights on the top Mm -hmm. comes up behind them and just, like, boop, boop, like, just blips this little siren and just ruined it all and they both like pull away from the stoplight like very lurchy because they were going slow and they're like (laughs) but completely ruined a perfectly awesome 1am like downtown New York drag race Oh, that's why they did it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. No, I was like, I was, con- I was confused of like why the cop would have blipped them. Oh no, they were like side by side, like just. They like must have been showing doing it before off. then. I think they were because when we were leaving, I could still hear them like just ripping around the city. Yeah, it's pretty. The, cool. I think the R8 would have won that race. Oh. To be honest. <laughs> yeah, probably. And the McLaren's license plate was depreciate instead <laughs> of A T E. Uh, it was eight E. Probably because he knew that when he bought it, it was only going to depreciate. <laughs> yes. I don't think I've ever seen an Audi R8 appreciate. No, it was the McLaren, but oh, same, the McLaren. Oh, okay. same story, kind of. Yeah, always. I mean, yeah. the McLaren's going to depreciate regardless, because everyone knows all the electrical issues with those cars. Yeah. But I can't believe you don't know all the models of McLarens. We have go to McLaren Charlotte, like, all the time. But they all look the same. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to get no, just, just smoked. In I'm the, kidding. In no, the I'm comments. kidding. You're totally right. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I think it was like the, for people that do know McLaren, I'm pretty sure like the MP412C, mm. like their first like street McLaren aside from like the F1. Yeah. Um, can You can also interchange the fascias of like the 650S with that car. Yeah. Because they're so similar. It's well, the same car. If I saw like an F1, I'd be like, that is a McLaren F1. Well, obviously, not that I would see one like, on the road, really, but well, it looks like way older than all the ones that are yeah. on the street right now. They all, all the like new, but like they did the they did the MP412C and then they did the 650S and then I th- I'm trying to remember when the P1 came out. The P1 was probably in between the MP412C and then the uh, 650S, which is why because I th- all of the cars since the P1 have all looked the same. Yeah, they all take that styling, and I think it's because everyone except for the Senna. The Senna was, or the 720, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're just going to pretend like you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I totally forgot that you <laughs> said that you didn't know what I was talking about. But anyway. Well, I know what the 7, because I mean, that's all they have in the Charlotte dealership pretty much. Just, uh, no, they had they had some 
650s. No, 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 no. They had 570s. I don't think that makes 650s anymore. Oh, well, rip. But, like, well, it's weird, though, because, like, the 570s considered a sports car. Mm. So they make the sports car, and then they make their supercars, which are the 720s. Even though, to me, the 650s is a supercar because it's over, like, 100 grand. Yeah. So to compare a McLaren 570S to something like a Corvette. I bought a sports car for $115,000. I totally didn't get ripped off. It's totally not going to be in it's the... It's totally worth it. Oh, I'm the totally door just fell off to and I have to take it to a dealership to fix it because I will mess up the codes unless I do. All right. So there are kids here. They go to Virginia Tech that own McLarens. Mm-hmm. There's one. They got huh? one. Well, huh? There's only one right now. I think. The, well, that there's a few. Yellow in like, one. Uh, okay, yeah, that one. There's is a white costume. one owned by a builder here. Oh, okay. But isn't there another one? Isn't there like a red something? Mm, I don't know. I've never seen it. I I thought someone sent it to the group chat. Anyways, how does that kid get it repaired? Like it's a McLaren because it probably breaks all the time. Yeah. Where would you even take that here? That's for right. for reference to people listening that don't know where we live, we live in Blacksburg, Virginia, which is where Virginia Tech is, and it's a very small town. Yeah. But there are a lot of rich kids here because of Virginia Tech. Uh, so that's why they own a Hummer and a Ford Raptor, so that <laughs> the Hummer can just pull it on a trailer, and the Ford Raptor can just push it all the way to Charlotte to get it fixed. What the, the Hummer can't? <laughs> the Hummer can't pull it. it needs, you need the Hummer and the Raptor both. Yeah. I mean, so it's like a three-person job. <laughs> I've seen the house where they have those some of those cars, and uh, anyway, I hope I hope they don't listen because like uh, that's why I'm, I'm not going to roast any of yeah. them. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. Anyways, we're just going to continue <laughs> on from that. Oh, they I'm do sure. have a cool Hummer though. That thing is cool. Wait, I no, saw are it on, you being I serious? Yeah. What, what kind of Hummer is it? Is it an H1? Uh, no, it's not. It's like it's not the civilian Hummer. It's like the no, the H1 is like the the military Hummer. Uh, it's one of those. Anyways, it's okay. really cool. It's got a huge antenna on it. Probably doesn't have any actual radio on the in, on the inside, and they've got it from the back. And the thing is so tall that it folds down and stretches, and is tied to the f- driver's front panel side of the vehicle. And he just drives around. I saw him on eighty one the other day, doing like seventy. Probably maxed out. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> well, it's as fast as I would want to go in one of those things. Yeah. I'm sure they drive them much faster, like wherever the military is using them. But I passed him and I was like, hey, I have an antenna too. <laughs> and I can do 75. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> well, I mean, imagine driving that Hummer at like 75, 80 miles an hour down the highway. And it's super wide. Yeah. Imagine clipping a car <laughs> yeah. on the highway going like 80 yeah. in that thing because you just like overestimated, like, oh, I'm I'm totally within the lines here. And that just person. clip a car. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> clip the Prius. Uh, Later. Those things are sweet, though. Do you know why they call them a Hummer? Mm-mm. Because in, at least for certain models, I can't speak for all, but in certain models, every single wheel has like a um, gearbox of some sort at the wheel that oh. gives them more torque per wheel. Um, so it's like just right above the control arm you can see it's like this little thing and it hums and that's why they call it a hummer oh so it gives them interesting like individual uh extra it had such a cool name at each wheel had so, such a cool name and now that i know that this is from a little yeah it's uh, so simple well i don't know if that's I, like, why well, they call it that but oh that's a characteristic that is either coincidental with the name don't, or i don't know about the h3s and the h2s but don't the h1s have like air compressors hooked up to the wheels too so they can deflate and inflate yeah. just like while driving or driving them do i just don't know which ones but oh. that would be so cool i don't know Are how that gonna, works how does that oh they it's have, like runs 
through the middle of well like yeah they have the solid it's, axle, I guess. yeah so oh, it's okay. like uh that you find like the solid piece of the knuckle i guess that holds on the, the wheel assembly yeah and then you just run the airline mm. to the wheel tractor I trailers guess. have those too you know the ones oh. that you see the hub with the like tubing coming out of it like this that's uh-huh. what that is it's an air compressor oh up. makes sense because yeah. most of those aren't like 18 wheelers like aren't there brakes like air brakes too yeah so that makes sense those big um drums where yeah. they usually mount the tires below the cab wait that's do the they air use compressor do they use drum brakes on 18 wheelers i don't know i hope they don't but if they do because we were talking about that uh me and my dad were talking about that the other night when we were watching ford versus ferrari i they they there'd be no way that that makes sense because i mean think about how often they burn through their brakes i know that's what i was asking it's drum brakes are like the least serviceable option yeah i think they would well i know they i know they used to because my grandpa had to work on them hmm. but which is totally opposite well drum brakes is kind of, they're kind of ancient even though my yeah well i was talking 2018 about 2018 tacoma has them on the rear i don't know why they did that that is weird yeah. see that's the other thing i never understood i understand why back in the day they did disc brakes on the front and then drum brakes on the back yeah. because disc brakes were kind of new mm. i guess so you get more stopping power and you need more stopping power up front yeah and then they would do drum brakes in the back yeah. i don't even know how to work on a drum brake to be honest well i do because oh, wow. i need to work on them wow. but I haven't for like a year and a half oh, uh, because well, that's probably not one good. of them has like a dragging <laughs> shoe or something like that and it makes this really nice circular metal scraping noise Anyways, <laughs> we're just gonna totally ignore uh, how, how you're probably gonna crash on the way home. Yeah, but they're like they're like sandwiched together and then twisted to lock, um, kind of like a brake diaphragm or something like that. If you've ever worked on that, mm-hmm. um, but yep, yep. Inside is like this, all these shoes, and they're under pressure by springs. Right. And when you press on the brakes, they, they just expand right. and they lock to the outside. And so, really, it's just well, it's I'm, a simple I mean, sandwich. Like, of, I know how it works. I'm just saying, like, to work on them and take them apart. I have no idea how to do that. Yeah, it's a mess because everything is under tension. And I just don't know why they did it on the back or on any modern truck because I feel like there's a lot of debris and stuff that gets right. in there. I'm not in, like, the truck world, but you have to explain something to me. Why do trucks use leaf springs on the back? Uh, Instead of like a coilover yeah, system, I can do this. Uh, tell, tell me about it. I know okay. I set you up for this. No, I'm just kidding. I genuinely, I genuinely want to. This know. is my stuff. Um, uh, for weight, uh, okay. because you can support thousands of pounds of weight with leaf springs much oh, easier than you can with a coilover. It's, it's in distributed a, across like a yeah wide area. That yeah. makes sense. And if I were to buy like, you know, the Australians use like the what they call their like trays. Like those big boxes. Oh, yeah, yeah, Like yeah. the Australian overlander people. If I were to get one of those, I would have to beef up my suspension. And part of that would be buying a bigger leaf packet. Yeah, I'm going to pull up leaf springs so people understand what we're talking about. Yeah. If I were to get anything heavier for daily driving on the back of my truck, I would have to get a bigger leaf packet. And what that does is just gives me a rougher ride, but uh, it it supports that weight better. Gotcha. So it like I see. So it distributes the weight across yeah. the and the, across a greater distance. That makes the, sense. The comparable modern solution to this is like an airbag. Um, 
Oh yeah, I've seen um like aftermarket like truck companies they'll like send out like air suspensions now for those trucks and yeah. they're like leveling systems yeah, basically. Yeah. And those are nice, but they don't have like the you obviously have to pair them with like coilovers and shocks. Wait, right. go back to the browser. Oh, oh, oh my bad. My bad. And okay. then click that photo right there. This thing? Alright, what am I looking at? So this is kinda cool. <clears throat> this takes me to school. Spring wrap thing right here. Uh-huh. Is uh kind of like what it looks like on my truck. I mean okay. obviously it's it doesn't it it doesn't look like that all the time. That's what it would look like if you stomped on the gas if my car had 300 extra horsepower it would twist okay. like that but you would think it would look like this on every vehicle but there's only like three or four leaf springs on my truck since it's not a heavy duty truck and they're actually not as like u-shaped like this uh, look up tacoma leaf spring tacoma tacoma extra spicy <laughs> my bad um there's one with uh, airbag suspension where? I don't know what I'm looking for. Oh, oh, look at that. That has Leafs and airbag suspension. So if your Leaf springs begin to sag, then you relieve them by inflating your air ride suspension. Um, and so you still have proper form on your Leaf pack and the uh, normal height of your truck is still retained. There's the drum brakes too that Oh yeah, look at those. Be there. Look at those pieces of shit. <laughs> Wait, so have you looked into upgrading them to disc brakes? Yeah, you can. It's like it's only like five hundred bucks or something, but it's just five hundred bucks to upgrade to a disc? Maybe seven hundred. But you it's done like it yet? it's not like it's well, not I was like two thousand like dollars at, or anything. I mean like my car's from like two thousand eight and I was like looking at uh brake kit upgrades for it and it's like two grand. I think it's just something that so many people do that there's like they just mass produce it. Yeah. Why? I want to know why they don't come from the factory like that. And I know you said you didn't know why, but like I'm genuinely curious as to why they don't. I don't know. There has to be a reason why, because these cars are. What year is yours? Is it 2018? Yeah. Yeah. I. The only thing I can think of is trying to, because when I go through a puddle and I press my brakes, like a like a creek, not a puddle, mm. and I press my brakes. Yeah, if it was a. Puddle, I would hate for fucked. something to jump out in front of me on the road. If I had just gone through a creek and I was going at a substantial speed because it, the brakes are like not there. So the only thing I can think of is it gives you some surface that's not in, intruded by like debris or water. But they're not like perfectly sealed either. Like Maybe it's almost more of a pain if you were to get water and sand in there than yeah. your disc brakes, which clear themselves when you tap the brakes. Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, I guess that makes sense. I was about to add, I was about to say like maybe it has something to do with water, but yeah. even still, it doesn't make sense. I mean, you see, there's no coilover in the rear, and yeah, that's yeah, because yeah. these serve the same purpose as a coilover, except they can support thousand pounds, fifteen hundred pounds, and instead of the back end of my car has something similar to this. It has like a for whatever reason, some cars do this where it's like a suspension, but it has a spring. Mm -hmm. We call it like a bucket system. Mm -hmm. I hate those. I don't know why every car manufacturer doesn't just do coilovers all the way around. It's so much simpler to work on, too. Like, whenever yeah. you have to take it out, you just unbolt the top, unbolt the bottom, boom, it comes out. But, like, whenever you have to do something like this, you have to drop the freaking uh, rear, like, subframe. Sucks. That's sketchy, too. Yeah. 
Yeah, That's I know. something that you don't want to unbolt a lot. <laughs> well, I did. So <laughs> let me tell you what. It was not fun. If I had a warranty, I don't anymore. <laughs> we definitely did not strip a bolt when yeah. we pulled it out. Ooh, definitely did not have to replace that. Here, you, here, though, you can see. And I thought when I first looked at my truck, I thought it was broken because I was like, oh, they all have that classic U shape like this one does when uh -huh. it's not under pressure. Oh, this is this is a uh, beefier leaf pack from icon suspension i'll take your word for it um well i mean you can count it see there's like well, i can see the i can see like the aftermarket shock on it yeah but this when you get when you do a lift on the back oh, i guess compared to this one right here that's only got like yeah. three springs if you're doing a lift and you want to do it right you order this beefy boy uh-huh because if you're lifting it and you're not changing that then you're just like snapping a spaghetti noodle in the back Let's move on. We've been talking about leaf springs for way too long. <laughs> yeah. We probably lost like half of our viewers <laughs> so far. We can cut some of this out. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's we can why make we're a recording. whole other episode of leaf springs, leaf springs with wireside <laughs> chat. Um, let's see. What else What else do we have here? I don't really know what else I want to talk about. I guess I can talk about how I just like hacked the <laughs> out of a Nikon and like totally broke a tax law. <laughs> well, it's all because of the Europeans. Is it though? Like that's why? what that article said. It said I, I read the article that you sent me talking about the European people yeah. putting on like a five point four percent. For those tax. of you that are completely lost right now, we're talking about the fact that there is a tax for cameras that are shipped outside of the UPS or shipped outside, outside of, of the USA by like UPS or DHL or whatever. UPS is its own country now. Yeah, and <laughs> European well countries tax it by like twelve percent or something. The if article it, I read said like 5.4%. Well, but like it might have gone up by now or something. Camera or tax. Totally different. California doesn't income tax. Doesn't matter. What's the difference? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it doesn't matter because it's just, it's an increase of tax regardless for something that's so stupid. Yeah. So basically, what I did for this camera, this camera. Well, we, did, we haven't explained to them why. What? We haven't explained to them why there's a tax. It's because. I don't know why there is a tax. Oh, well. <clears throat> I know, I know it has There's something. I know it has something to do with like cinema cameras were like super expensive, and then they came out with like DSLRs. Yeah. And then DSLRs could record for like a long time back in the day, and then they were like, "We're losing a ton of money on our yeah. expensive cameras." Yeah. Well, Wait, the that's the reason why? No, the thought oh, is, okay. Canon is shipping. I don't even know where, Canon, but say Canon was only made in the U.S., they ship it to like somewhere in Europe, and. Billy Bob and Jim decide to start a TV show that's broadcasted to the general public, and then they start making a lot of money off of it. The hopes of the government is to at least capture their opportunity for making that show financially by taxing the camera when it comes to them. And that's why they tax the like cinema cameras so highly, because they can record forever, and they do have potential to make a TV show that will make somebody a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And that's where they... That's partly where they tax them. I don't know how Dude, TV so, shows are taxed. So, but. That's so that, yeah, that's so dumb though, because they're gonna make money off of that TV show anyways, and then they're gonna get taxed from that end. Yeah. So they're over here screwing the wireside <laughs> chat, you know, from being able to record our podcast for like a super long amount of time. Yeah, and thirty minutes used to be used to be based or controlled and restricted by like, well, like video card size and whatnot, but yeah, now it's just an industry standard because of. It's a political thing, kind essentially. Of, partly, yeah. Well, I mean, that's because I guess thirty minutes of continual recording uh, inhibits you from pre creating a TV show or podcast. Obviously not, because we have 
Obviously not, Hacker, because I found a Hacker way around Boy it. Hacker Boy Weston 573. So, uh, well, well. <laughs> no, no, no. So uh, we're recording on my Nikon D800E, and that this camera, so basically what we're doing is we're not actually recording it to the camera. We're recording it to my laptop. And the way to get around that is you can hook up an external recorder via an HDMI. And the HDMI port on, or mini HDMI, the mini HDMI port on this camera uh, can shoot out a clean feed. So if I was to take something like, um, there's a company called like, it's like an Atmos Ninja something or something like that. It's like an external like viewfinder yeah. slash recorder. And you can plug it into that and you can record via that. The advantage with that is, is you can record a much higher quality video rather than recording it locally to your uh, your camera. So basically your camera is just a piece of glass yeah. shooting an image into a better recording device. Hmm. So that's what we've done here is I hooked up an HDMI to mini or a mini HDMI to HDMI and hooked that up via an Elgato recorder and put it in the camera. But and then, it didn't cost you two thousand dollars. And it didn't cost me two thousand dollars. It cost yeah. me maybe like a thousand dollars. Nice. Yeah. No, that camera is like uh, oh, oh, that I camera. Oh, I meant the software. And I was no, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, well, I mean, like all in all, like software is free. Elgato yeah. is probably like a hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah. But I had that from a long time ago, from like a Christmas. And then HDMI cord, like five bucks or something like that. And then the camera itself is nine hundred dollars. <laughs> but I got it used. So okay. it's not a new camera. I think new, it was like $1,200 when it first came out. But it's a really old camera. But it had low shutter count, so I got it. Yeah. And then the way you get around it is you uh, turn Live View on, and then in the settings, you can tell Live View to stay on forever. So it can stay on past 30 minutes. So it's basically a screen recording yeah, it's pumped just into this laptop from the HDMI. Basically. Cool. However, my Nikon D3300 that I would like to use eventually for a second camera angle for this podcast... Uh, it's live view can only stay on for 30 minutes because this camera came out and then, you know, cameras before and after it could do this live view thing. And I'm pretty sure the really expensive cameras can stay live view on anyways, because I'm sure that the tax is included in the price of those cameras. Yeah. Um, but the cheaper ones only allow you to record or keep live view on to 30 minutes because they know that people were getting around it. <laughs> so what I did was I went and uh, hacked the firmware on it. So the 15-minute section for live view is now supposed to stay on forever. Mm. But I almost... There's, there's a possibility that I could have bricked that camera. Which I looked up the price of it before I did it, and I saw it, and I was like, I'm okay with that. Worth it. <laughs> Begin. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it was like $400 yeah. uh, if I had to like replace that camera, but... This is my main camera, so if I break that other one, it, I don't care. <laughs> so, you know, and I will just set it up later. I need another sort of like HDMI to USB yeah. thing, but that's what I did. And then I got these microphones. I love these microphones. So they were like, I think this was 150 bucks for the both of them. Ain't bad. Ain't bad, chief. All right, let's get some more meat going here. One of the things I put down is like, do you have any... I feel like this is a below the Mason Dixon line kind of thing. Okay. Do you have right in my wheelhouse. any <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any um sayings that you use for yourself, like internally that you just like tell yourself when you're like, Oh, this sucks or that you tell others when they're like like having a bad day or like they're just kind of a downer on life that you tell them? Pro yeah. probably. Like that I that I can remember no because I just kind of oh. say them all the time yeah so it's really hard for me to like 
conscious i say a lot of like older sayings that people don't really use anymore yeah because it kind of like it differentiates me from everyone else mm-hmm. so i just <laughs> so no but i i do i i don't know i'd have to go back and like i guess read some of my text messages to people that i send yeah stuff to but i definitely know that i do yeah because people will ask Even i can't that- think of an example right now but i definitely always remember people asking me like what does that mean yeah I'd be like oh let me explain well, even myself. not like old-timey ones but like things that you say that after you say them people are like oh this guy's gaunty basically oh oh know. like inspirational things yeah like little like 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 one that i say when i used to mountain bike and really didn't like competing i like doing it recreationally but not competing mm-hmm. i would say like if your body doesn't mind then your mind doesn't matter and that was like one of my little Ooh, wow and there you go so because your body is 10 times more capable than your mind and your mind tells you to quit 10 times sooner than your body will ever quit facts that's like david blaine stuff yeah yeah so that's what that's like one of my things yeah and i wanted to like print it on the top rail of my bike so everybody would be like "Ooh, oh wow look at this guy but i wasn't gonna do that (laughs) (laughs) um i don't know what do i say to people that like lifts them up I don't know. I mean, I say stuff all the time. And well, just tomorrow's a new day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just say stuff like all the time and I don't really think about it. I have like a little journal upstairs that says like all of my inspirational quotes or yeah. whatever. Yeah. It's really hard to come up with them on the spot though because yeah. I kind of just say them in the moment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one of mine that I tell customers all the time, um, one of my jobs is sales uh, for outdoor gear and that's kind of expensive sometimes. And so people are always like, and sometimes you really got to talk them into it. And some people are like, how much is it? And you're like $500. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> and you're, so you always say the price of things with like an unbiased tone. You're like, you say it just neutral. You're just like $500. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's really obvious that they're going to be like, oh, that's way too much. And then I'm going to be like, uh, it's $500. And then they're like, oh, okay. And then I talk him into buying it anyway. <laughs> you're, you're talking, you're telling him like, oh, it's only five hundred dollars. He's like, wow, this guy thinks that five hundred dollars isn't that much. Maybe yeah. I should buy it. Yeah. And then they don't remember that you're making like minimum wage trying to sell them this five hundred dollar piece of equipment. And then I cry <laughs> myself to sleep because I don't even make commission. <laughs> oh shit. Anyways, that sucks. Yeah, but um, like one thing I tell the like customers <clears throat> in that thing is like, like a buy once, cry once. Mm-hmm. Like, that's my thing. It's like, I say, well, you know, buy once, cry once. And then they're like, well, it's only $500. Works every time. But, yeah. you know, I'd rather, I used to buy like junk stuff off of like tent stakes and stuff off of Amazon and they would break. But if you do put that $20 into that pack of seven stakes, yeah. They will last you. I mean, sometimes that's not true. Sometimes you can buy cheap stuff. And I mean, I've, I've been a $30 steak before, so. It's not true. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, your steak must have been medium rare because my steaks have lasted me a great amount of time. Well, I was also at Philmont and I like jammed it into a rock that Uh, I didn't know was there. Rock plus steak equals bad time. Yeah. Um, So then I just took another rock and then bent it back. (laughs) And now I now I have a steak that's in the shape of an S. You should put it in a frame. Frame it. I don't know where it is. I probably threw it out. I uh, think I threw it out when I got back to base camp. I was going to say, in the woods, that's not leave no trace philosophy. Well, that's what my, uh, that's what the, uh, the guy. That's what my trip is. leader did. Uh, yeah. yeah. Is that what they're called? Trip leader? Know. I don't remember what they're called. The guy that's in charge of everything, that's the adult. Mm. He told me not to do it, so trip I didn't leader. do it. Okay. Troop leader, truck leader. Something. Not the ranger. 
Yeah. Ranger wasn't there. Thank God. I would have been embarrassed. I never went to Philmont. I went and visited. Uh, Wait, you've never been to Philmont? Well, I have. You do once. so much hiking. Yeah. Well, you yeah you went to, well, when you were out in like Colorado, right? Yeah. I but like you, scout. Wait a minute. You went from. I guess it depends on what part of Colorado you were in. Well, I, it you was a long road trip. Oh, so you were on the other side of Colorado. Yeah, I like went six hours out of my way to see Chris for like 30 minutes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like I remember, because uh, like I remember like hiking on the trail at Philmont. I think it was during my first trek because I went twice. Yeah. On the first one, we were standing uh, on like a ledge and they were like, you can see these three mountains and like all three of them were in different states. It was like... Dang. I remember one of them was Colorado and then whatever the other two states are that are like right next to it because we were right yeah. on the corner New Mexico, of New Mexico. Colorado, Arizona? Probably. Nevada? Oh yeah, I guess it would have been those two states. That, yeah. that, that makes sense, I think. It's like Utah, Maybe. Nevada, New Mexico, Colorado. Yeah. I think. Because really like wrong. Philmont's on like the top right side of New Mexico. Yeah, which is close because I was in Colorado Springs which is in like the tippy top of the state of Colorado if you divide it into thirds, it's the tippy top of the last third on the southern end, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. kind kind of, yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll pretend like I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I kind of know what you're talking about. Yeah. Denver's middle of the state. Colorado Springs is, like, not the middle of the state. And then... Wait, so, like, where where is your favorite place that you've hiked Philmont. so far? Mm, so far? Because mine is definitely Philmont. Hmm. Foothills of the Rockies. Climbing up however many feet Baldy is. Yeah. Tallest mountain that Philmont had. Um, I did the tallest 14er in Colorado, which was... How high up was that? Hey Siri, what is the elevation of Mount Elbert? 14,439 feet. You beat me. I think Yo. I think Baldy's only like 12,000 or something. Yeah. It's like 12,6 or something like that. And, so really cool thing about me... I'm going to list a couple things. Here Ooh, we tell go. me something Here cool about Here you, man. Go. I totally want to know. I'm not allergic to poison <laughs> ivy. <laughs> which is, that's that's actually thing. pretty impressive. Yeah, it's huge flex. Um, <laughs> Genetic flex. But I'm yeah. not really, yeah. I'm not, <laughs> no, it's just exposure flex because I rolled in it when I was a kid. Oh. Um, I don't know if it is, but. The important, Maybe. the important <laughs> cool thing about me here is that I'm not really that affected by altitude after like five or seven days of acclimation at 9,000 feet or so. It's actually a special like juice that you can drink for um, elevation change. It's called Acclimate. They give it to you while you're at Philmont. It tastes like grape juice, but like really shit grape juice because it's not like... What does it do? Just give you more like electrolytes or anything? I guess. It must do something like that because like okay. I just remember um, being at base camp 6,000 feet where here it's like 2,000. Mm -hmm. Being really like kind of out of it, but I could still walk around. And then we would get on the trail and then we'd hike and then we were now like 8,000 feet mm -hmm. and just feeling like super lightheaded. And then the ranger threw me, he's like, drink some of this. And I was like, okay. Here you go, kid. <laughs> so here you go, kid. I'm going to hand you this package with some mystery powder inside yeah. of it. Put it in your water bottle and find yeah. out what it does. Don't worry about it not being labeled. <laughs> yeah, but it's called it's called Acclimate, though. And mm. then they give it to you and it's supposed to help you with uh, acclimation. What if it's like a pseudo thing that they just tell all the campers? You might have gotten fooled, bro. <laughs> it works on everyone, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but... Yeah, as soon as, like, where I worked, it was, for like a month and a half, I was not at 14,000 feet, but I was at 9,000 feet. But it looked like we weren't because it was a high alpine valley, hmm. um, which was kind of sad because I was expecting my back door to be like 14ers, and my back door was like dry pine trees and brown <laughs> dirt. 
and screaming kids. Fun. But oh. they had good food, and I had three meals a day. Um, and you totally weren't, like, texting us being like, hey, I'm going to leave. I was. <laughs> but uh, anyways. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was going to do. Never mind. No free promos for that place. I love all the guys that I work I never with. worked there, so I can say that. <laughs> this is true. I'll uh, say it for you. I'm still in a group chat with all the guys. Like, we're all, we're all tight. They all know me as that kid that left early, but <laughs> that's your name in their phones. <laughs> but I still visited them when I went out this past summer, so it's pretty cool. But yeah, so as as soon as I get acclimated, like just I can just send it up those mountains, and it was me, and the only guy guy that was keeping pace with me was a guy from. Uh, Nepal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he, he yeah, like that a, would make sense. He's a trek. He's a trek leader there for some company. I think it's even called like Hike Nepal or something. Like Why that. would he leave there to go work in Colorado? Just U.S. experience. He'd never been oh, to the U.S. before. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um. So he was. That just seems like a he was like this place is actually lower than where I live. He was like where I live is like. What, like you were on top of the mountain? 15, like, yeah. Oh my God. Well, no. Because <laughs> I think, I don't know. What's the elevation of Nepal? Two feet. It's probably going to give it to me in meters. No way. 29,000 feet. That's not what? right. What? Wait, how high up is Mount Everest? <laughs> um, is he living on Everest? No. No, I'm just kidding. But he was like, he was like, so everybody from everywhere else in the U.S., 9,000 feet is definitely higher than anywhere that they're from unless yeah. they're kind of like a freak of nature. Or like Living on top of the mountains of the Rockies. A bum. Or <laughs> <laughs> uh, doing like the Colorado Divide. But yeah, he was like, this is lower than my hometown, actually. So I'm going to have to acclimate when I go home. I, <laughs> I didn't sucks. have to acclimate coming here. But his name was Himanshu. Himanshu. But to make it easier for the rest of the Americans, everybody 30, called him... 3,200 meters? What is that in feet? Like 7,000-something feet. Wow. 3,265 meters to feet. You oh, really I was way off. What? Holy crap. 10,700... 10, we'll round down. 10,700 feet. Yeah. So imagine what? that's like the, one of the highest points in I would say America. Right? Yeah, and I think well, Everest now, is like twenty one or twenty three. That was What's the height of Everest. Was a stupid thing to say. I just said I'd been on a mountain in America that was twelve thousand feet, and then I was Everest like, is twenty nine. I thought it was like twenty three. Pretty high up there. I should know this. I'm like the mountain guy. Yeah, that's true. You do way more hiking than I do. I, I make. I make it seem like I do. I really, well, you really don't. there was this period of time that I really did. Oh, okay. And I was like, I'm going to be the next Jimmy Chin. But that was like, that was like me back in like middle of high school. Cause like I had like Some aspirations. Are a little slower. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no. I mean like when I was back in high school and doing a lot of hiking, yeah. um, I was going to go out to uh Philmont and be a ranger. Yeah. Cause they had asked me, they were like, Hey, have you ever thought about being a ranger? And I was like, no. They're like, well, you should definitely come out and help us out. And we were, I was like, okay. And then I moved here, and then I was like, oh, there goes that dream. Yeah. Later, mm. literally moving here had nothing to do with that. I, I mean, not. I just, <laughs> I just never followed back through. Excuses. <laughs> um, but you saying, have you ever thought of being a ranger before? Reminds me of something 
kind of hilarious. You want to be a Power Ranger? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Go ahead. Power Rangers. Anyways. <laughs> uh, Power Ranger and Jolly Rancher. What were you going to say? Anyways. <laughs> one time, I came across a guy. I was looking for my front license plate, which I thought I had lost in a mud puddle oh, in yeah. the Jefferson Forest. I remember you telling me about that. Yeah. At the same time I was looking for this license plate, I came across some guy that was tweaking on something. Unbeknownst to me, he had just finished driving his uh, like Jeep Patriot through the mountain biking trails of Pandepis Pond. Wait, what? Um, but I could just tell this guy was off, so I called the cops, and my mom was with me because she was like, oh, I'll, I'll go help you look because I have nothing to do. Um, I called the cops after I told the guy that I didn't have any food or water for him because I did and didn't want to give it to him because he was weird. I pulled out of sight. I Samaritan. Literally 25 feet down the road. <laughs> and I was like, hey, so there's some whackhead out here. Like, can you guys come make sure he's okay? He's got like a pit bull dog or something. They come out there. I pass him on our way back from looking for my license plate. And the guy was like, where was he? Because I don't see him anymore. And I was like, he was literally right where we are now. And he was like, okay, well, I'll Got just keep looking for him. And I went on home. the trails again. Yeah. <laughs> he hit the trails again on his Jeep Patriot. Um... And I went home, went to work the next day, and everybody was talking about it because I work at the outdoor store. Mm-hmm. And they were like, did you hear about the guy that drove his Jeep uh, Patriot on the mountain bike trails at Pan Apis? And I was like, no. And they were like, check out this video. And I was like, that's <laughs> the guy I called 911 on. <laughs> and then like three days later, I get a call from the local game warden or conservation officer. And he was like, this is Mr. Branscombe. And I was like, yes, sir. And he was like, uh, do you mind if I interview regarding interview regarding the gentleman that drove his Jeep Patriot through Pandepa's Pond. I believe that you were the person that first called him in. And I was like, yeah, sure. I don't care. So I go in and I'm like just making descriptions to them. This guy's typing like two words a minute. And I was like, um, if you go... <laughs> If you go under like tools, there's a dictate button and I can literally just talk into this computer and it'll write it for you. And he was like... <laughs> Blown away! Wow, this poor guy. Technology. Yeah, he was. He, he's like, I've been typing this whole time. <laughs> what a great, what a great guy. I won't, I won't roast him that hard because he's a good gentleman. But he was like, he looked me in the eye. He's like, son, have you ever, you ever considered a job in law enforcement? And I was like, <laughs> what? Because I told you how to yes. do text to speech yes, on your computer. Exactly. I was like, is this what the qualifications <laughs> consist of? And if you understand technology, you could be in law enforcement too. <laughs> uh, but I mean, that's something you don't really think about because like we grew up like Microsoft Word and Excel were in, like in our high school and middle school careers and part of elementary. Like I remember typing on the computer for fun when I was a kid in like kindergarten. But I think you were the only kid that ever did that. Oh, well, I, I definitely did not do that. I did. <laughs> and I would type stupid stuff and get in trouble all the time. I'd be like, but. <laughs> and then print it off on like five, like font 30 right next to my printer's, or my teacher's desk. And then she'd be like, Caleb, is this you? The one with Caleb Pranska written at the top? <laughs> and i get in trouble. Why would you write your name at the top? I don't know. It's <laughs> formatting, bro. Yeah. I had oh, it yeah, down yeah. at age gotta, like seven. I got to get that formatting <laughs> in for this huge like size 30 text font that's going to say butt on it. And I'm going to send it to my teacher. <laughs> yeah, we had like four computers in kindergarten and you could, like that was a block of class for the day. It was like computer lab and you could just go and play and type on the wow, computer. Wow, I thought I went to like a bougie ass, like elementary school. I had to go to computer lab to print stuff out. We yeah. didn't have printers in our 
We like the, classrooms. Yeah, there's a little corner. We had giant smart boards in our classrooms, but we never had a... Wait a minute. Hold on. Why do we have giant smart boards in our classrooms that were like thousands of dollars but no know. printers? Maybe they didn't know how to configure firewalls for students. Now that I'm thinking about it, now I'm kind of pissed. <laughs> uh, yeah, but... Yeah. So it ended up they like were trying to track that guy down and he like fleed the state and they couldn't get in contact with him. I don't know what it, and the verdict was, but that's the last I heard of it is they couldn't they would always show up at his trailer and he would conveniently be gone. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. I may have I may be able to find it on YouTube, but Oh, the video of him like driving. Yeah. Um I'll find it and we can pull it up here if I find it. One other thing that I have while I find this video is um have you ever um have you ever burnt yourself out in like a job or a task or like a side hustle and before you did that how do you know if you did or did not like the job or like do you ever do you like go into a mode for jobs or tasks that you like job meeting a job that you have or tasks within the job like do you go into a specific grind mode where you know that like ooh I like this like I can mm, it depends so like if I'm doing like a physical labor task of any kind like so when I worked at Kroger um, I did Kroger pickup by the way anyone who thinks that hey that's a good starting <laughs> job no just go find something else especially go, during the pandemic times. yeah go, go yeah, that's why I quit <laughs> was because of the pandemic but anyways um, no like whenever I would work there I would remember being like the only one in the room and then, like, five people would show up, and I had to take care of all of their orders. Jeez. So, yeah, I definitely went through, like, a huge, like, all right, I just got to get this shit done. So, like, whenever I get in that mode, though, you can't talk to me, because I will snap, and I'll probably beat your because <laughs> I'm just, like, so, like, focused in on what I'm doing. So, I remember one time, it was, I felt so bad, because she was new, <laughs> but there was one person who comes in the room, and she's like, hey, can you help me with this? And I'm, like, handling, like, three orders. I'm like... No, I'm busy. <laughs> I felt so bad because I usually try to be like super nice guy. Yeah. But I was like, no, I'm busy. <laughs> I huh. felt so bad. But yeah, no. And then whenever I go hiking uh, and I'm on like a part of the trail that I just hate because, you know, you get those parts of the trail where it's just like super boring. There's nothing to look yeah. at and you're just yeah. like surrounded by a bunch of trees. It's just like, okay, I know when I get to the end, there's going to be something great to look at. <laughs> and that's all I think about It's just like getting to the end. I was like, I have to get there. Then you start like hyper focusing on like your foot placement or at least i do like your foot placement and your like breathing rate and like yeah. how efficiently you're carrying your weight and if For it's sure. a flat terrain especially you can like yeah hyper adjust if, your if i'm hiking rhythms. with someone else though and i'm on a flat terrain or like i'm going downhill i'll do a lot of talking obviously if i'm going uphill not doing much of any talking i'm just focusing in on my breathing um but yeah so but like if i'm doing something that's sort of like um not physical, like, I guess, like, on a computer. It depends on what I'm doing. I have an app on my phone. It's called, like, Forest something. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, uh, it's a concentration app. And then, basically, you just grow a little forest um, by, like, setting a timer and be like, you can't touch your phone for this amount of time. Hmm. And then, it, after 30 minutes goes, you have, a, like, a little tree. And the, long, the longer you uh, go for without touching your phone, the bigger the tree is. So, the goal is to get a giant... Uh, what is it called? Type in, uh, like, for just type in forest on the app store. This sounds kind of fun. Oh, I got to pay for it? Forest, stay focused. Dude, it's worth it. Okay. I like, I love I'll it. There's other, there's other ones, too, that you don't have to pay for. 
uh, but it's great. I don't have it on this phone right now because of my job. Yeah. Because uh, I have to do a bunch of like marketing stuff on my phone all the time. Yeah. Like sending videos and stuff back and forth between my phone and <laughs> I never my grow a tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's just it's not worth it to have it on this phone right now because yeah. I would have to like not touch it. Which is why I'm glad my new phone is coming in tomorrow. Unfortunately, it's the one day that I can't take off. So I'm really hoping uh. someone's going to be here to sign for it. Otherwise. I'm either going to have to go to whoever is shipping it, I think UPS, and ask for it or sign for it on Wednesday. You can go on to, if you make a UPS My Account thing, you can say leave it with your neighbor. And if you trust any of your neighbors, then you can... Ah, never mind. Nah, these, these people are new. Those people are new. Those people are new. Those people are new. And this guy behind us, I don't like this guy. He's really weird. So well, He's also yeah. a Redskins fan. So Oh, I'm sorry. Football team fan. <laughs> My bad. Football team. That's, <laughs> That's what they funny. renamed it. Yeah. Oh, did they what? Yeah, you didn't know That's that. A legit thing. So the Redskins this season for like I um, thought that was like a PC joke that you just made. Oh, no, well, I don't keep up with football. No. But oh no, I I love football. I watch it every Sunday. That was just why usually on Sundays I'm like, hey, I can't come and do anything because <laughs> I'm watching football. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, the guy behind us is a is a football team fan, and they had to rename the uh, they couldn't come up with a name before the season started, so they call it football team. So it's the Washington football team. My work is calling Black Friday Green Friday this year. Why? I don't know. That's not what it means. Do you do you think that it's like do you think that that's because it's racially insensitive or considered? Like I mean maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I remember I, mean, I guess if you don't like a, I guess if you don't know what Black Friday means, yeah. Well, there was like a I remember there was a craze for a while, at least on my feed where people are like Black Friday's bad. Don't yeah. call it Black Friday. I don't well, know why. I mean like that's so weird. I don't know, because like Black Friday means like uh, whenever you're like looking at a financial sheet, you want to go into the black. You don't want to be in the red. Yeah, blacklist. Yeah, so you would like create all these deals, sell a bunch of your inventory, and then you go from the red to the black yeah. for profits or your revenue. But blackout prices. That's wow. Where it comes from, right? Uh, something like that. Yeah, mm. I just know it had to do with them wanting to sell a bunch of stuff, and you wanted to go from mm. red to the black. Did you know that? In your emails where it says CC, like carbon copy, mm-hmm. that uh, they used to, sorry, there's a really long pause between my thoughts. <laughs> it's okay. It uh, takes us, it takes some of us a while to get those thoughts out. Yeah. Well, <laughs> when you, before they had like computers where you just swipe your card, mm-hmm. you would put your card in this little thing. Have you ever used one? Uh, and you slide a little roller over the card onto mm-hmm. a carbon copy piece of paper. Never and done it that. copies your credit card numbers. Oh, I mean, I kind of did something similar with like a crayon when mm. I was a kid. No, well, same same principle. <laughs> it's the same idea, but like carbon paper. Yeah, carbon copy. That's what it is. That's what it's. That's why it's called carbon copy. Oh, I didn't do it with a credit card, by the way. I and did it with a leaf. Yeah, we do it at the airport because we're so ancient. Um, oh wow! And that's how we accept people's. Um, it's a certain type of credit card for buying aviation gas specifically. Oh, we can okay. take their regular, like, not Mastercard or Discovery. But we can take their like Amex or uh, what, a Visa, a Visa, yeah. Um, but for those like specific AV cards or multi-serve cards is what they're called, we put them in a carbon copy slider thing. And what you write down like the security code on it, and then uh, no, the security code's on the front. Oh wow! So it's all card. like embossed on the front. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's convenient. And if someone and then wanted you to have steal to write it. like how much fuel they bought and how long their overnight fuel charge is and what the date is and you sign it confirming that you're the seller and then they sign it confirming that they're the consumer and then you tear off the top give them the carbon copy and 
you know when somebody like asks for a hard copy of something or mm-hmm. like a yeah like a hard you, i give our uh, accountant the hard copy because it's literally thicker cardboard thicker cardboard and that's why that's why it's called a hard copy because oh yeah. I never knew that. I thought whenever someone was just asking for a hard copy, I'd just give them the paper instead of the digital version. Well, that's what it means. I guess it, tra- that's I guess it came from. Oh, yeah. okay. I didn't know that until like a month ago, too, but I didn't really connect those dots, even though I've been making carbon copies and hard copies for two years. Yeah, I guess that's really convenient if someone wants to steal the, that card. They just they have all the information. Just like, yeah. <laughs> well, you can't, you can't just write. Well, you can just write it in if their numbers are flat. And mm-hmm. so that used to be like a thing. They... Like one of the guys I work with, who's older than me, he was like, "My wife used to shop so much she would make the card numbers flat because they would roll her card so many times oh. that those embossed numbers were flat." And I've so heard my grandparents say that before. Yeah. I didn't know that's where that came from, though. What do they What do they say? Well, like roll the card numbers flat. Yeah, I've I heard them say that, but I didn't know what it ever meant. Yeah, I just thought that, like I just knew it meant like they did a lot of shopping, but I never knew like what the reason for that term was. Yeah, it's because it goes under this like super. Hard pressure, yeah. Preloaded spring roller ball thing that carbon copies the. Yeah, huh? I didn't know that. Now you know. Now I know. Oh, speaking of credit cards, someone was asking me about credit card churning. Do you know what that is? Uh, yes, because I looked it up because you sent me the list and I didn't know what it was. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, so what do you, from your understanding, what do you know it is? Because I tried to explain it to someone else and they were like really confused. Well, I was like about to hop in the shower, so I just clicked the okay. like recommended Google like things you would want to know about the topic mm-hmm. basically if i'm wrong tell me it's I'll like signing up for all kinds of different credit cards to get the like sign on uh credit or bonus or cash reward or whatever and you just do that repetitively with different companies just to get that like credit whether it be actual cash or like mileage rewards or hotel nights or whatever like it. yeah then you have a little bank of like little penny pinching trips you can go on until you run out of your actual yeah credit. Pr- pretty much yeah that's like the gist of it okay so basically um credit card churning uh so that's like yeah that's the gist of it so basically people would um they would go and sign up for a credit card let's say you want like a what's uh what's one of those ones that have like the travel miles that they advertise all the time what's the name of that card it's like the quicksilver card or whatever like the Capital american War. advantage yeah, something like that. Yeah, like yeah. a Capital One travel card or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Where you like sign up and then usually whenever you sign up, they have like a sign-on bonus uh, for those credit cards. And then what they do uh, is they'll go and... Um, so like let's say you ha- you get the credit card and they're like, uh, you spend this amount and then you can cash in this many uh, points. But if you use it within like three months of signing up for this card, we'll give you an extra like... 20,000 points or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't actually know if that's a lot. I don't use uh, those travel cards with the travel points too often. I know it's like I a really high amount for like, a like they'll say you get 50,000 points. Yeah. But that will only get you like a trip there and back or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's not a lot. But it's like super inflated monetary value to Basically, the they come up with their own point system and then they're like, yeah. you can use these points for like a ticket that's like a hundred bucks or something like that. Like one point coincides with like a 16th of a mile. Right. Yeah. Something like that. Probably. Um, but anyways, so they'll go and they'll get these cards and they're like, okay, there's a 20,000 mile or there's a 20,000 point travel mile bonus. If I use it within the first three months of getting this credit card, then what they would do is they would go and they would buy, um, like gift cards or something. 
with their with their credit card. So I actually did this the other day. Um, I with my City Double Cash card, and I rarely ever do this because I always you always want to keep your credit card under ten percent utilization to like not negatively affect your credit score. I read thirteen once. It could be 13. I mean, 10% is like my general rule. I yeah. mean, there's probably like a very specific like percentage that you should keep it under. But I always like to keep it under 10%. Of your limit. Yeah, of okay. my limit. So like uh, one of my cards is like, it's got like a $3,000 credit limit. So I only use about like 300 of that, like before I pay it off. Yeah. You know, but um, so what I did was I had like my city double cash card and then I went and bought like a bunch of Kroger gift cards for my friend because hmm. uh, his parents, you know, he's like, uh, going to school and then he, his parents sent him like here's your food money and then I was like hey give me that food money I'll go to Kroger get a bunch of Kroger uh, gift cards and then that way I can get double cash back mm. and so I gave him all the gift cards because he was just going to go to Kroger anyways to uh, get that to get uh, his food Yeah. so now he has all these gift cards for Kroger that are like 250 bucks or something like that and then I just, you know, paid off my credit card with the money that he gave me. Yeah. And then I took that, I cashed it on the double cash. Then you uh, get cash. 45 bucks <clears throat> back or whatever. Yeah. It was like, uh, let me see. I don't actually know what, I can't remember how much it was. But I used that money to uh, buy a hotel room in Bristol for a wedding. Oh, nice. So you think, what, like 3,000 times 2%. I got like 60 bucks. So that was like, that paid for like maybe half a night. Hmm. So, I mean, it still sucks because it's not that much. Well, but better than no yeah, but 60 that's bucks. six. Yeah, that's sixty bucks that I get to keep in my pocket, and then go and spend it on like a restaurant or something. Yeah, or if you were like just looking for more money to put into the stock market, you could just yeah, exactly yeah. <laughs> so, um, but, um, so someone was asking me, they were like, "Can I get a credit card to pay off another credit card?" And I was like, "Yes, <laughs> no." Oh. I don't think so. I don't think you can pay off a credit card with a credit card because I'm pretty sure credit cards are usually linked to your bank account, right? Or unless your credit card offered a cash advance. Or that, yeah. Then you could withdraw yeah, if you're, that yeah, and if you, then deposit it into your debt. So you're you're exchanging debt for debt. And I told I told that person, I was like, no, just don't yeah, do not do that. Yeah, I yeah, was like, because yeah. you're just going to rack up potentially more debt. Because then you're going to have this one credit card that has a bunch of debt on it. And then you're going to go and use the other credit card that doesn't have any debt on it. And then now you've doubled your debt and then you haven't paid down the credit card. Can I... <laughs> yes, you can. Because I, I told, her, I was trying to tell her, I was like, "No, you're using fake money to pay for fake money." I was like, "They're they're gonna they're gonna get their money one way or the other." And you're accruing interest, negative interest. Interest, <laughs> yeah, you're accruing. Uh, well, if you, don't if you pay off your, however, I mean, obviously, you could pay some off like some 60 credit cards. Yeah, some credit cards also don't uh, don't let you. Uh, they don't incur interest for like the first year or whatever. Hmm. So I mean, it always depends on the credit card, right? But then, yeah. she, then I was trying to explain what credit card churning was. Now, there is one thing that people do that is illegal for credit card churning. Well, technically not illegal, but it does go against terms of service for most credit cards. Mm. They would go and they would uh, do a bunch of spending on their uh, on their credit cards. So let's say they went to, we'll use gift cards again. They went to a, like Walmart and then racked up like $3,000 worth of Visa gift cards. Mm. Then they would go back to customer service like a couple of days later and then they would give them those gift cards back, say, I want to return these. And then they'd be like, okay, um, we can give you in-store credit or blah, 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 blah. And they'd be like, no, I want a money purchase order. So then they give them that money order back and then they'd go to their uh, their bank, cash that in. And then they now they have money in their bank account and then they use that money on their bank account to pay off the credit card. Yeah, no kidding. That's against terms of service. <laughs> yeah, because then they were <laughs> cashing in on the miles. So then... 
on those credit cards. So if that's, it, if that's it goes what undetected, the, then, well, I mean, but if it is detected, I guess they can just deny you. It's very, yeah, they'll cut your credit card and they'll probably put you on a blacklist somewhere. But um, that's the old version of credit card churning. Hmm. I like the idea of buying food gift cards and then using those Seems at places. Harmless. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're still, you're still, um, I don't know how to explain it. You're still going to use that at some point and yeah. they get their money. Yeah. But you also take your money that you were going to spend on that anyways and then pay off your credit card debt. And now you have miles plus your food money. I'm surprised they can't tag the gift cards on your like payment statement and recognize it as, well, hey, this is, this is a gift card. He didn't actually buy milk and eggs. Well, I mean, it's not illegal to to do that, and it's not yeah, a terms yeah. of service because you're still you're still going to use that money later because you're still technically buying a physical item. You're buying your gift card, I guess which you're has still money on it. That sixty dollars through gonna, their card, you're going to spend it regardless. That's potential. So to them, they already get pocket. yeah. To them, they already get their money, and then you are just going to spend that money at a later date. But you've cashed in on like some travel miles on your credit card. So I highly recommend everyone do that, to be honest. It's kind of like, I mean, obviously not everyone can do it because not everyone, you know, some people are living paycheck to paycheck and whatever. But if you're living paycheck to paycheck, you shouldn't be traveling anyways. You should be trying to save money and then pay down all your debt. Yeah. So that way you can travel and then do this method. Well, I feel like there's also a point where that's, I mean, what you just described. Dude, was if, I was, efficient, if I was a millionaire, I'd still be doing this. I don't yeah. Well, I mean, I'm frugal. You would be a millionaire because <laughs> you're frugal. Yeah. <laughs> but... I feel like there's a point where this would be almost a waste of your time if if it was more elaborate than what you just described. But if it's something as easy as going to the Kroger five miles down the road, buying five gift cards for $250 value and making $60, why not? Like, if you have the free time, go do it. But if it, if it was, like, much more elaborate than that, I don't know. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. No, 100%. Well, I mean, it also depends on how how bad you want to travel and how bad you want to save money too because like <clears throat> like honestly i would just wrap it into like a trip to the grocery store if you are going to the grocery store that's a, like a whole another rant i don't recommend going to the grocery store for anyone in the year 2020 because like at that point you're just kind of like wasting your time just order order all your stuff online because to me that you're like you're saving you value your time more so you just like putting your order oh, online order your car order your, those gift yeah, cards yeah, yeah. online no, no, no you can't order gift cards through those pickup services but like so, so i'll give you i'll walk you through like what i would do so let's say i need to buy some groceries i go and buy those groceries online i place my order you know i do that on like my lunch break or something and then you know i go to the grocery store and pick up those groceries someone puts it in my car i don't have to spend like two hours walking around the store trying to grab items i've just i spent 30 minutes got everything i needed and then I drive there another 10 minutes, 40 minutes. And then I just go in the store, buy those gift cards, and then I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. I got my groceries. And now I have my 20,000 miles or 20,000 points or whatever Yeah. from that credit card. Boom. Done. But I also don't spend two, Less than an two hour. hours in the grocery store. Well, I mean, it all it, yeah, it's dependent. <laughs> Depends so. on who I'm with. If I'm with my mom, maybe. But <laughs> yeah. No, if you're shopping for yourself, it's I don't it's shop like, with my mom anymore, really. <laughs> unless, unless it's like means i get a free lunch from jersey mics or something nice <laughs> i only love you for your money no why do you think i'm still living here no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um yeah i'm bad at, i'm bad at grocery shopping and then once i get the groceries i'm bad at 
realizing that I have the groceries. And then it, I don't, it's just something that I do. I'm what, like, what, like you buy them and you're like, oh, I forgot I have groceries. I, no, I just forget <laughs> that like, I'm like, well, I got to go grocery shopping to make this meal. But then I forget that I have like heavy whipping cream and. You don't plant, that's my neighbor. Heavy whipping cream and freaking broth and stuff in the very, like if it's like kind of out of sight. I don't know. There's just like small things. Like you God, don't plan out God your- knows what's in the back of my <laughs> freezer right now that I could be having for dinner. But you don't plan out your meals or anything. No. I eat That's like it? a bird, though. So does all my all oh, okay. my male side of the Branscom family. They all have like they're all like super tall and skinny. And you just kind of like I have like eat wherever one square meal a day, <laughs> and then for breakfast I'll either have like an egg or two. It usually I skip my, breakfast. Usually my big meal is like dinner. Because I like making dinners, and it's kind of like zen for me to whip up some like super nice food. Yeah, I usually skip breakfast. I do like an intermittent fasting kind of thing, where it's like I just I drink like coffee or something in the morning, and then I go and eat. And then I poop my brains out, <laughs> <laughs> and then I weigh two pounds less. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see. We've been going for like an hour and a half. Yeah, I know. We can probably have, pick one more topic. And I have like some more topics that we can talk about though. Uh, let's see. What what else we got? Uh, dang. Okay. I don't really want to talk about any of this stuff. I know I want to talk about this stuff, but like, it's kind of all over the place. Um, all right. What's the coolest car you've ever seen? Like ever. Mm. Doesn't have to be a supercar. It doesn't have to be a hypercar. Yeah. It could be whatever. Uh, my friend in Kansas built his own car, mm-hmm. like a rat rod. Ooh. I hate. I used used to hate rat rods. I'd be like, "Ugh, what is yeah. that?" Yeah. Whole new respect for what those guys like Frankenstein together. Yeah. Um, for sure. Yeah, this guy built. It's like a Model T body. Um. I'll send you a picture so you can put it up on the okay, podcast yeah, yeah, while for we're sure. playing. But uh, yeah, if you're watching on YouTube, right now you'll be seeing a really <laughs> dope car. His dad built one. He has one built. Honestly, I don't know who that guy's married to, but shout out to that wife because she let them build an entire garage. They live in like a suburb. Mm-hmm. And this this guy <laughs> took up like three quarters of their backyard with a gar- with a two-car garage for him and his son to build rat rods out of. Dude. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. sick. Yeah. And the way the neighborhood is there is so cool. This is in Kansas, if I didn't already say that. Yeah, no, you the houses no. are facing the street, and then there's like an alleyway in the back. Okay. And it's just like so cool. They can just like pull out in that alleyway, go up and down the block, test their car, and pull right back into their garage, which is facing the alleyway, and wrench on whatever needs to be done and take it down the alleyway mm-hmm. back again. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. This car is so cool. It's like. I rode in his dad's, so I'm speaking from the experience of his dad's car because he hadn't finished his car at the time. Sure, sure. But his dad's car is like, the seats are made out of like uh, corn bags, like mm-hmm. the cloth corn bags, so they look really cool. Um, the whole thing is like surface rusted patina, kind of pretty colors of rust. <laughs> and the shifter is a sequential shifter, and the gear knob is um, brass knuckles. Well, they're actually oh, wow. aluminum knuckles that he made yeah, himself. Okay, yeah. And uh, you sit 
Like if you were to just not use your neck muscles, you if you were to not use your neck muscles, you would be looking at like the ceiling, and it's like got a five point harness, and that thing is so like rough. Like when he shifts, your neck better be like stiff as a board because you're gonna get slammed in the seat if you don't. <laughs> and do you know what a? I think it's called a wolf whistle. It uses air coming naturally forced at the front of the car. Okay. And then it, and then you pull this little thing, and it goes like, and it sounds like a police siren, <laughs> but there's no, there's no pressurized air, there's no electronics. It's just like literally, you know how if you ho- hold a bottle out the window and tilt it at the right angle, it'll make a noise, uh, or you blow into it. Yeah, same principle. I never held a bottle out a window, but it yeah. does it, so it's cool. Okay, I'll um, take your word for it. <laughs> but so we pass these kids playing basketball, and this car's like, blah, blah. not that pretty sounding. It's a little more like rough and. Yeah. Girthy. Yeah, yeah. Muscle car. Yeah, but no, not muscle car. Not just muscle like, car. Just Misfire? violent. Misfiring? No. <laughs> just, it, oh, it ran beautifully, but it was just like, just straight. There was no like manifold pretty much. It was just like the pipes came down, turned, and then it, boom, it dumped right there, like right behind the front axle. Damn. And um, so we passed this, these kids playing basketball, and he like pulled the little fox whistle. And so it got all their attention with that whistle, and then he just like floors it. <laughs> and <laughs> At this point, this is I we're uh, we're on the 460 of I 70. If you live in Virginia, you understand what I mean. And if you've been on I 70, you know what I mean. Um, so we're on like their local highway, many many blocks from their house. And when we get back, their dad's like, "I heard you floor past the baseball field." <laughs> 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 this is like flat Kansas. Oh, it was it's car paradise out there, bro. Like. We pulled into a shell gas station and this gang of like Mustang five O's and like there was a Holden, a Holden, this, whatever the Holden model of the Chevy Cobalt. Um, I don't know what it's called, but I know what you're talking about. One of those came into the gas station. Wait, like a Holden? Yes. Wow. I don't know if it was a rebadged Cobalt, but it looked legit and it didn't look American. So I'm pretty sure it was. Sound like a V8? Yes, it was okay. very loud. I don't think the Cobalt here came with a V8, though. So I don't, I guess it was legit. No, I mean, no, 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 no. The Holdens come with a V8 in them. I know that. Yeah, so I'm saying that but it was But, like, the Cobalts don't. It wasn't just a rebadged Cobalt. Probably not. I mean, well, probably, yeah, probably not. Because those came in, like, full four-banger, like, supercharged versions and turbos. Yeah, but it was sure. just beautiful. I mean... Oh, wait, I think those are... Uh, no, 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 no. The Holdens, I think, are based off of a Pontiac. Like a G8 oh, or something? They? Or like a Grand Prix or something like that? Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what... Whatever the one with the V8 is in it. Yeah. Uh, like whatever the Pontiac version of that was before they went extinct, I guess. <laughs> oh. uh, no, that's what the Holdens were based off of, I'm pretty sure. Huh. And then they made like a truck version. They made like a sleek pickup truck, sort of like a modernized El Camino. Interesting. Yeah. Well. Anyways, go back to Some of those cars yeah, yeah, pulled yeah. through the gas yeah, station. Yeah. And then... It was like something out of a movie because I was like on the furthest pump, just like watching this as an onlooker. And they just like pulled up, cool little friend group, fuel up with the best gas in the world, and then get back on I 70. And I could just see them like coming up the ramp, just they're just gone. It was, it was cool. That was that's cool. awesome. Yeah, that's kind of how like uh, when I went down to Bristol, like in October, I was surprised at how many like cool cars I saw there. Yeah, what's um, did you ever watch like the first Transformers movie? Because I can't ever remember the name of the like the year models of Camaro. I've probably seen it. 
It's like what, I think it's like a seventy something Camaro, like the one that's like real muscle car looking. Yeah, yeah, like, like, like real this, beefy material. Yeah, not not the not the weird like bullet looking thing that they made after that with the weird like sleek nose or whatever. It's the one that was before that. The one that looked more like uh, like we're talking like mid two thousands, like Hold late two thousands. Let me no no no. We're talking like first like first gen oh, Camaro. Like okay. yeah yeah yeah. I have 19, a picture of one in my room. Like seventy three. There it is. Camaro. Yeah, this car. Here, I'll pull it up for everyone so that way they can see them if they're watching on YouTube. This car, there were tons of these just like cruising down the strip <laughs> at, uh, in Bristol. Like, it was it was crazy. Like, all, I, I mean, probably saw like 10 within like five minutes of each other. Just like cruising. And it's like everywhere I went, there was like some old muscle car. Wow. Like everywhere. I passed like a girl driving things. one of those. It was a white. A white. Really? Here? Yeah. No, 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 no. On okay. I seventy in <laughs> Okay. I was like, I could see it from miles away, and I was like, that looks like a cool car. I have no idea what it is, but that's cool. And then yeah, we sped right. up. And yeah. Yeah. It looked like that white one there. This white on one. Bottom, except it was pretty rusted. Ah, uh, gotcha. See, like as people can tell from watching the podcast, I'm not a big Camaro guy. Obviously, mm. hence the. Uh, I think that's a Boss three or two. Yeah, the Boss three or twos. It's like my favorite. Nice um, Camaro posters. Is that the Camaro's snake? What? And the Camaro pony. I can't tell if you're making a joke. What the f yeah, are you I'm saying? What joke. are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, don't joke about that stuff. I like. The I really like starts to glitch out. And it's the sound of people getting beaten in the background. Uh, no. What was I saying? Oh no, but uh, I was uh driving down like Price's Fort here mm. in Blacksburg, mm -hmm. and I saw two uh two friends like going to like the BP station that's near my house, and they were just like mob into like the the state the gas station i was like you know what i'm not a camaro guy but man i'd love to be that guy right now i was like because it just looks so because i was like watching them because they were like uh more modernized versions of what we just saw like mm -hmm. the 73 camaros mm -hmm. they had like the hid headlights and the lowered suspension beefy tires but they were still the old yeah Dang. no but they were like pristine though mm. like they were like resto mods that's cool they were sick. And like it was like red and white. I think it was like a red and white one. Mm. Pretty sure. That's why I asked you uh, if you saw it here because I thought it was the same oh, guy. No, no, no. Uh, but I didn't realize it would have been a girl. Yeah. That's why I asked because I was like, I'm pretty sure I, that guy was a guy, not mm. a girl. Unless it was a guy with long hair. What was it? <laughs> what are your pronouns? We're not going to get into that. <laughs> but <laughs> this is a car <laughs> business outdoor talk uh. for wire side chat. No. <laughs> but yeah, no. What was the question that I asked you? Uh, oh, what was your coolest car experience? That's what we're on right now. Is that what we were talking about? We oh, no, coolest on. car we've seen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I don't know. I don't know what the coolest car I've seen. Oh, wait, no, I do know. I saw production model number one Mustang. The 64 and a half. First one off the line. I got to see it like in person. Like ever? Yeah, ever. Where? Uh, I went down to Charlotte back in 20... I want to say it was like 2014. It was like the fifth year anniversary of the Mustang show. Mm-hmm. And Ford was there. It was a Ford put on event. Actually, I got to see Von Gittin Jr. drift there. Pretty sweet. It was back when, before the... Actually, no, I think he did have the S550 uh, Mustang. I think he was drifting a new one. Mm, I Anyways, have no idea who you're talking about. You don't know who Von Gittin Jr. is? No. He's like Kim Block's buddy. Oh, well, I should know because Kim well, Block Well, I, I don't actually know if they're buddies, but I know they're both sponsored by Monster. Also, if you've made it this far in the video, unless we've rearranged this section of the video, did anybody actually get those Kim Block socks from Advanced Auto Parts? Wait, what? They were running a promo for a bit from Advanced Auto Parts where if you, like, spent X amount of dollars, you either had a chance or you were guaranteed a pair of Ken Block Racing 
socks and they're like black and green and they said can block on the top that sucks i had to go buy oil the other day if i would have done that this was like a year ago oh yeah i was buying oil a year ago too so. yeah but i wondered if anybody actually did that because i didn't and why not i don't know i, I like Change your, block but come, i don't come up with an block on my feet <laughs> why not everyone's gonna see it facts I always wear crazy socks. That's why I was like, I kind of want these Ken Block socks because I wear crazy socks all the time. I don't time. wear crazy socks. I wear boring wool socks that are efficient. Hey, when you're $20. like when you're like forty, that'll be okay. Right now, I don't know, but <laughs> when you're like forty, that's all right. Uh, um, Ken Block, BJ Baldwin, Haley Deegan, all those people. Those are only the, those dude. Are she the, just no, no, no. I'm thinking. Oh, oh. Sorry for the viewers. If you're on YouTube, you what just happened? got booted. Just buy the AC thing for this camera. Yep. Yes, I know. Okay. Alright, we're recording again. That sucks. Alright, so we're doing an audio-only version now. Because <laughs> uh, the camera died. Hmm. What were we talking about? Oh, we're rolling. Oh. Uh, yeah. we were talking about <laughs> We were talking about the Kinblock socks. I'm trying to remember what we were talking about before Oh, that. I started listing the only, like, racing people that I really follow. Ken Block. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Baldwin, Von, Von Jr. Yeah, Von Gittin Jr. Mm -hmm. He does a lot of Formula Drift stuff. I think he um, was in the trailer with Ken Block and Haley Deegan see, for the Mach-E. Yeah, did you see the giant, or the, uh, the 1400 horsepower Mach-E thing yeah. that they made? Yeah. yeah, he was the one driving it. Yeah, he was the drifter guy. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got to see is him. He, is he is he Asian? No, he's, you know, Caucasian. Just, just like, just like the both, both of us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nah, just kidding. I'm going to cut that part out. Oh, my <laughs> boys. <laughs> yeah, no, he's a Caucasian. Just You're like going to get canceled. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. I haven't even started yet. Okay. Well, I'm just going to put a spike in the audio so that you oh, know to Jesus cut it here. Christ. <laughs> uh, that was really loud. All right. Uh, Your mom probably just thought you got shot. Anyways. <laughs> Donald, I got to see Von Gittin Jr. drift uh, in Charlotte Motor Speedway for the 50th anniversary of the Mustang show. It kind of sucked because it got rained out, but oh. uh, Slick there was, there was, yeah, I mean, it was good for drifting. Yeah. Not for the people driving on the speedway, though, because uh, okay. it was at the Charlotte Motor Speedway, so people were hmm. still <laughs> around the oval, Yeah, which uh, I wouldn't have done. Not in my personal car, too, to be honest, but. Have you ever driven on a uh, track? No. No, I've walked on one. I've never driven on one, though. In NASCAR? Have you walked on a NASCAR track? Um, I guess technically I've walked in the, the field, hmm. or like the oval field, or whatever they call it. Sheila Motor Mile, or um, Bristol? Mm, no. I've actually, I've only been on the outside of the Bristol Speedway. Oh, wow. Because uh, I went to their drag strip one time for a quarter mile race. Now it's for sale, so. If Wait, really? Wants to buy, yeah, like $2.4 million, or maybe one point four. Damn, I was actually kind of thinking about buying my own race car track. You should do it. One. I, can't, I don't have Build a house in the middle, bro. I don't have a $2.4 million. <laughs> Pit lane is your driveway. Yeah, you know, if I had $2.4 million just laying around, I probably wouldn't be doing this podcast. Ah, you can get a loan, sign your Civic Fizz collateral, and just, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. I, took, I got a valuation on that car. I don't think they're going <laughs> to put that up as collateral. Yeah. Anyways. Um, that sucks. But, yeah, you should drive on one if you ever get the chance. And if they're doing it this year for Christmas, which I don't see why they wouldn't, if, uh, out of any year, they definitely should this year. Uh, Bristol does, like, lights on the speedway. But if it's for sale? Bristol. Bristol's for Sheeler sale? Sheeler Motor Mile is for sale. Oh, I thought that was... In Dublin. Yeah, 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 No, I didn't know that was for sale. Yeah. 
Wait, that's for sale for two point four million. Mm-hmm. I ain't buying that. Yeah, not for two point four. Anyway, maybe, maybe eight hundred thousand. <laughs> yeah, I talked with James. So I was like, "You should buy this," <laughs> and he was like, "No." <laughs> but uh, yeah, he. Uh, so there's a lot of me stuttering in this. What I was saying was the Bristol track. Okay. Does Christmas lights, oh. and you can drive through like pit lane. And like check out all the lights and they do a really cool job with it or they used to or at least when I was eight years old it looked cool to me and you drive through like the parking lot and the like RV areas and they have all kinds of different stages of Christmas lights but at the end you may have to pay extra but at the end you get to drive on the speedway like you get to drive on the oval and we did it in my minivan a couple years back and my dad was driving and he just loves that kind of stuff until you've like actually stepped, I mean, you probably would get an idea of it walking on it, but driving on it, I didn't think that it was that banked. But like, oh yeah, no. In the minivan, Dad would like go up <laughs> the outside of the curve, and my mom would be like, "Chris, turn the minivan down right now." You <laughs> like fall back to the apex of the curve, but it's yeah, I mean, so I could, steep. I could get an idea of it because when I went off roading with you that one time. Um, we were going up towards like the fire tower yeah. and there was like a rut that was there. And I was uh, like, yeah. I was like, I could, if I rolled the window down, I could have touched the ground. I know exactly which one you're talking about yeah. <laughs> because I've driven that road 35 times. Yeah. I would actually like to know how many times I've driven up that thing. No Probably idea. a lot. Yeah. I see you like up there on your story, like all the time. I, yeah. I could, I yeah. should just build a house up there. That's like, you're up there too. You're up there so often. You should just live up there. I, I would <laughs> love to buy that fire tower when I have my own property one day, if it's not somewhere boring, whenever I have a cool property one day, I'm going to buy a fire tower from the government because you can buy them. They sell them for like, oh, like a lot of money for what it is, but like thirty-five, $40,000 for one of those things. And you can buy them put it on a truck and reconstruct it on your own property. And I know somebody in Blacksburg, uh, Mr. Hawthorne from mm-hmm. Troop 704. Yeah. He has one of those on his property. Mm. Yeah. We could hit him up one time and go up there. Oh, wait, yeah. I think I do remember him saying that he does have one up there. It's so cool. Is it bigger than the one that's up there? They think so, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, it's like a real... Well, the one that's up there is not like a real, like, fire tower. I mean, it is, it used to but... Be. It's like a it's like a really old smaller one. They're much bigger now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I've driven up there so many times that it's like, if anybody plays like Forza or something, and you like, say you like, if you used to watch like the Nurburgring races, and then you played Forza and then you went back and watched those races, then you like know the track. Before you knew the track, switching camera angles just was kind of confusing. You're like, oh cool, another curve. Once you've like played it multiple times on Forza, you know how they like connect. Yeah, that's what it's like. Like I can like, oh. I can, I can dream my way through that <laughs> road, and I can tell you every line to take. And I could, <laughs> it's, that's crazy because like I can't even like I I've been up there maybe twice. Yeah. So I don't obviously because I only drive a Civic, so I can't go off roading. But the weird thing is, I still couldn't tell you how long it takes me to get up there because I never look at the clock when I leave, and I never look at the clock. When I get there, huh? And you type it in the GPS, and it says thirty minutes. But that's thirty minutes if you're going forty-five miles an hour, and you can't go forty-five miles an hour on that road. Yeah, if you're going forty-five miles an hour on that <laughs> road, you are dead. In a Ford Raptor, probably could do it. You think I know so? somebody that 
got scared up there and made it down that entire road in, I think, 20 minutes. Yeah. What were they driving? Ford Raptor. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah. So that's how you know. Yeah, okay. it was that maroon one. That oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Can, yeah. We still need to shoot that. Yeah, for sure. With oh, a camera, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah. One that's not. It there. got keyed. What? Five thousand dollars of damages keyed. That sucks. Yeah. Wait, really? Mm-hmm. Well, when they hit, where they it cost it cost that much to repaint that car or that trunk? Yeah, because the person who had the beef that keyed it uh-huh. keyed it from front driver's side panel to rear bedside panel. Oh, so I guess if you because you got to do all that blending and stuff yep. when you paint it, so then and you have to paint more than just that below the clear coat. So they probably just had to like redo every door. You can't buff it out. No. Dang. That sucks. Yeah. Wait, that's a girl that drives that mm-hmm. truck, right? Yeah, so now I give her crap. I'm like, yeah. you want to go off riding today? She's like, I don't have a truck. And I was like, well, we can just go in your truck tomorrow. And she's like, well, I still won't have it. <laughs> that's funny. I remember I was at like Kroger and I saw um, this lady. This is probably going to sound but I'm going to say it anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember seeing this lady because uh, I, 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 when I was there, I saw a blue Raptor it was parked near my car. So, like, my car was parked in the space, and then you have, like, the, the alley, and then you have the other spaces in front of that. And it was parked in front of my car, uh, across the alley, or mm-hmm. across the, whatever you want to call it. Parking. Parking lane. Parking lane, yeah. yeah. Um, and then I remember being like, oh, wow, this is a really nice Raptor. And then I saw the, a girl get in it, and I was like, oh, wow, that's even cooler, a girl driving a Raptor. And she almost backed into my car. Ooh. And, I was and like, it has a backup camera. Yeah, and it has a backup camera. Oh, that's, I have another story about backup cameras. Um, but yeah, then she almost hit my car and I was like, you know what? Um, no, but then I remember, um, we were helping out this lady. I sent her this. (laughs) This for you audio listeners is a picture of the interior of a Ford Raptor, a POV of someone driving. And I told her you could never. (laughs) (laughs) Could, could be you, but, um, but look how far I backed up the other day. And I was using my mirrors. We'll post this on the video of Wow. This part's included. I was using my mirrors for once. I always use my camera because my camera's really accurate and has really nice picture. But uh I decided to use my mirrors for once and then I glance at my camera and I see a post rapidly encroaching <laughs> on the back end of my truck. And then I slam on the brakes. And this is probably Does um, it make a beep noise when you get too close to something? No. Okay. No, but that's probably like an eighth of an eighth to a quarter of an inch from that pole. Yeah. And I slammed on the brakes and my back tires were in like rotten leaves and mud. So it definitely could have slid further and hit the pole and I would have had a bad day. Wow. But I didn't. That's actually really impressive. (laughs) Yeah. To be honest. Good thing my foot was covering the brake. Otherwise, (laughs) if it would have gone from the gas to the brake, I would have been done for. Probably. That that post would have been done for. And my chrome bumper. Just, just uh, another excuse to get metal bumpers. Yeah. Oh, no. But so we were helping this person back when I worked, still worked at Kroger. Mm. Uh, we were helping this lady uh, get loaded up. And she was driving like this giant like Escalade. Like, is that the big one? Like the really big one? It's like super long. Almost like limousine-like. Yeah, I think so. But like I think es- that's like the Cadillac model name for it. Oh, okay. I think it was, a che- it was whatever the Chevy version is. Like the really big Suburban. one. Suburban. Suburban. I think they have like a Suburban XL or something like that. It was definitely that one because it was yeah. huge. Um, like much bigger than the ones you normally see. Yeah. But anyways, it has a backup camera, the whole nine, the beeps whenever you back up and everything. And behind her, there, across the alleyway, there's a Mini Cooper. Um, so she starts backing up and then we're watching her, watching her, watching her. She never stops and then just crushes the Mini Cooper. 
with her Ugh. Suburban XL. And then we run out. We're like, are you okay? What happened? She's like, I didn't hear the beep. And we're just like, what the f***? You had th- like three, two other redundant ways to you tell have, there was a car back you there. You have a mirror with a camera in it. You have a screen with, a with camera another view. camera in it. And then you have the two mirrors. And if it was new, it probably had the 360 bird's eye view. Maybe. I don't know. Thing. But Jeez. I mean, I didn't get too far into the car i was more worried about her and her kids that were in the back that just crushed a mini cooper mm. so at the edge where i live there's these yeah. kids you know about these kids kind of yeah they lived there last year i think they're gone now they may have been evicted <laughs> but <laughs> i can't imagine they were, why <laughs> they were swapping a miata engine in the parking lot and they started the project in september yeah. so that's like a that's like a month of decent weather and Wait. then from there it's like until March, you have unpredictable cold weather. Yeah. So they were they were out there wrenching on this thing in like freezing cold temperatures without gloves on. And wait, they had no clothes on. Without gloves on. Oh, I thought you said without clothes on. Maybe I'm I like, did. holy shit. No, I'm kind of tired. <laughs> like, but <laughs> yeah, no, they they uh, swapped this engine, got it to work. I mean, it worked fine. My roommate had to tow it back from a car meet once, actually. Oh, um, nice. But it worked. It worked pretty. I mean, it worked better than I could probably have. I mean, I know I could do it if I dedicated time, but... I could do it in, like, 10 years. 10-year <laughs> project. No, I think, I think if you were a college student and had free time or you were old and oh, had yeah, a 9-to-5 yeah. that was left at the 5 and started at the 9, then you could definitely dedicate time to do that. For sure. I don't even know where to start to pull a motor apart, though. But, yeah, they pulled that motor probably in... Probably with the motor. Wait, so, so they pulled that motor in the parking lot where did where they put their stuff when uh, they, when they under a tarp work? there was a literally wait so there was another space dedicated to holding the yes. stuff oh I no 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 it. no. they parked in the corner spot right which was kind of extra wide and they shoved the old block in the corner of that parking spot and parked the miata next to it i mean it's not a big engine it's not a big engine it's not a big car so i guess you could do it yeah but even still you have an engine hoist that takes up a lot of space i think they i think they lifted that thing themselves what there no, was I, i'm pretty sure i remember seeing that engine hoist though. maybe there was i never saw it i don't know i mean it wouldn't surprise me because you can kind of lift the miata by itself with the engine in it with like seven guys <laughs> yeah well they're, he they're always like had like four like, or five friends helping him yeah yeah you could lift the whole car by your like with like seven guys remember that are like decently smart car tipping was a thing yeah. Anyways. <laughs> oh wait, I'm trying to remember who it was that told me. Someone told me that they uh, pulled a prank for like one of their senior pranks was they like rotated a smart car sideways in a parking space where like all the football linemen <laughs> went outside. Oh, it was um, it wasn't here. It was I think it was a friend from New York that told me this. But like all the linemen from their offensive line, or no, their defensive line. I'm trying to remember where all the big guys, the big, all the big guys, are on the defensive line, and they all went out to their. The nurse drove a smart car, and they all picked it up and rotated it sideways. So she had to wait for the two people, or at least one of the people parked on either side had to move. That's so funny. Yeah, kind of sucked, though. But, like, it's pretty funny, though. If she would have had the new crab mode Hummer EV turning technology, she could have just crab walked her way out of that. Do you know anything? How much do you know about that thing? Because I don't know that much. Only what they tell you in, like, the promo trailers and what Doug DeMuro told me. Yeah. Like, I want to talk about it, but, like, I don't know too much about it. Other yeah, than, we'll save it for later. Yeah. We'll, like, look into it and figure out more. I'm kind of winding down now. Want to do an outro? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, if anyone has listened this far, thank you. I really appreciate it. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess like like, comment, subscribe. It's at the usual bit that every cheesy YouTuber says at the end of their. Yes, sir. Please like, comment, and subscribe. Thanks for tuning in to Wireside Chat. We'll check you on the next episode. Have a good rest of your day.